this is Stephanie Ortega, and you're listening to the Remix Movement Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Remix Movement. Thank you so much for tuning in, for checking us out in whatever media form and channel you are checking us out on. We really do appreciate it, and we love, I keep saying we because it's me and Louis, but uh, me, I know he feels the same way. Um, we love that we get to do this every week. We love that we get to be able to spend some time with you and to share some truth and to share some of the word and, and just to be here. Because honestly, this is a ministry that we really enjoy doing. We really love to do. We love you. We're praying for you. And thank you so much for your support. All right. So in our last episode, we talked about how to deal with loss. And it was a very serious topic, so um, it wasn't as joyful as now, but it was one that needed to be talked about. So, um, you know, we talked about how unfortunately we do lose people that we love. And um, it's either because they passed away or because, um, you know, the relationships that we have with them are just over. You know, they just they're somebody who used to be a part of our life and are no longer in it. All right. Um, we talked about how loss is just a part of life, whether we like it or not. And um, the episode's challenge was basically, if you have lost somebody uh, recently, or if you know someone who has lost someone um, within this year, um, just pray for the peace of God. Pray for the strength to move through the grieving stage, not past the grieving stage, but through the grieving stage. And, uh, and know that grieving is only a temporary season and that God wants us to remember the special moments that we shared with those people um, when they were a part of our lives, when they were alive and when they were in our um, every day to day. So today we are talking about a subject matter that I really had just I was thinking about it because this week after, you know, a few things that have been going on, I'm like, wow, I'm noticing some things that are taking place. Some people are just acting differently. So um, if you saw the title to this message or to this podcast uh, episode, this episode is called Party Like Jesus. And we're going to talk a little bit more about how Jesus partied. Yes, our Jesus, our Savior, he partied. He liked to celebrate special moments with his loved ones. But before we go in there, I don't know if this is, you know, the same thing as what you guys have been noticing, but the holiday season has come upon us. And a lot of uh, new advertisements are going around. A lot of specials are breaking out. And a lot of people I know on social media are in the festivities in this holly jolly mode um they're putting up their christmas trees already and like they totally skip thanksgiving but they're like really excited to celebrate the holidays to have their hot cocoa and their lattes and their peppermint patties and you know their jingle bells and their christmas songs and a lot of people are just really excited to get into this holiday season. I know some of my friends are even talking about how they're changing the way that they're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving. And they're changing the way that they're going to be doing their Friendsgiving. So a Friendsgiving, for those of you guys who don't know, 
Um, a Friendsgiving is basically when you have a few people over that are your friends and you have basically like a Thanksgiving with them. Um, but it's more catered to your friends, you know, being thankful for the friends that you have and for the sharing of the time that they are, you know, they're special people in your life. So, yeah, like a lot of people I know and a lot of my friends on social media are really excited just to take out their Christmas decorations and spread the joy early and be able to be in this festive holiday season. And I don't blame them. I definitely don't. However, um, Lewis and I, we like to kind of just keep our Christmas tree until after Thanksgiving. So once Thanksgiving's over, then that's when we break out our Christmas tree. That's when we break out our decorations our wreaths and all that good stuff but for a lot of my latin american friends literally after the halloween is over it's just straight into christmas it's like where did thanksgiving go you're already thinking about what you're gonna cook and how you're gonna spend it and some people will celebrate the holidays differently so we do want to encourage you if you will be spending time with your family members or your friends please be safe if you have to wear a mask or social distance it wouldn't be right for us to tell you not to do that because we are still in the middle of this pandemic but a lot of them are just excited to just party and to just relax and to just be able to loosen up right so like not only are we loosening up our pants because we're eating so much, but we're also loosening up our anxiety levels. We're loosening up the tension and the stress. The holidays is really is a time where we get to party. We get to listen to music. We get to dance. We get to have fun. We get to play charades. We get to open gifts. We get to eat. And that's what it's all about, right? When you're partying, you're kind of like in a carefree attitude. You're having a good time. And I don't blame you guys. I really don't. This episode is titled Party Like Jesus because you know what? As believers, I think it's important for all of us to know it's okay for us to party. It's okay for us to celebrate these holidays. It's okay for us to have a good time. It's okay for you to bring out the eggnog and bring out those Christmas cookies and bring out the Thanksgiving and the stuffing. It's okay for us to have like this like, loosening up type of way that you feel when you're with family and when you're with friends and it's okay to feel that way it's okay to party right it's okay to share memories together it's okay to share jokes it's all right for christians to do that all right but we have to know exactly how we're supposed to be partying and jesus partied and the best way for us as christians is to see jesus as our model and i think this is really like honestly i was actually excited to go ahead and do this episode because this is something that not a lot of people really like to talk about and i feel like this is something we need to talk about so did you know the very first the very first miracle that was done by jesus christ was at a wedding Yes, it was. If you didn't know, now you know. So we're going to go ahead and read about this very first miracle. And we're going to know how Jesus partied. We're going to know what's going on. How did he feel? What was he celebrating? And what's going on? Because I want to be able to share with you guys how we should party the right way. How we should party like Jesus did. How we should share memories together and not feel guilty about it. Not feel bad about us hanging out with family and friends and doing everything and just loosening up and having a good time all right 
So this first miracle was done in John chapter 2, and we're going to be reading verses 1, actually 2 through 11. Yeah, we're going to be reading from 2 through 11. So it's, it's titled The Wedding at Cana. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But yes, the name of the town or city was Cana. So verse two, starting there, it says the next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus's mother was there and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities. All right, I'm going to stop there. So first of all, Jesus is at a wedding having a good time and he's celebrating the marriage of somebody. He's celebrating the union of two people that are going to spend the rest of their lives together on earth. He's celebrating with his mom, with his disciples, with some friends, with the couple. This is what partying is supposed to look like. It's gathering around each other for something spectacular and something meaningful and something fun and carefree. And that's exactly what's going on here because they were invited to go to this party to celebrate. And that's what they did. And not only did they celebrate, but they drank wine. Now, they didn't get drunk they didn't go crazy. I need to kind of give you some type of context. Um, when it comes to biblical times and in the, you know, the times of uh, celebrations for the Jews, it was very important for people to make sure that they were giving a good custom and they were showing um, their fruitness, their fruitfulness. They were showing that they knew how to take care of their guests. And the way that they would do that is by serving them not only food, but also wine. Wine was back then something that's very valuable. And it was something that, you know, that's just the way when you bring someone into your home, if you go ahead and you bring them wine, there was nothing wrong with that. Okay. So they're having a good time. They're celebrating this wedding here in Cana. And verse three, it says the, the wine supply ran out during the festivities. So Jesus's mother told him, told Jesus, there, they have no more wine. And Jesus replies by saying, dear woman, that's not our problem. My time has not yet come. Now, if I ever talked to my mom and told her that's not my problem, that would be not the way to go. But what he's basically trying to say is there was a time and a place for when God wanted Jesus to reveal who he was to reveal the fact that he is the son of God and to reveal that he has power and to reveal that he has come to earth for a reason. Okay. And at the time of this wedding, it was unexpected that the wine was going to be running out. And when Jesus know Jesus's mom, Mary knows the power that he has, because, you know, she knew that he came from God. She said, listen, I need a miracle to be done. I need to help out this couple. I want you to help me out, son. And, and he replies and says, my time hasn't come yet. But his mother's told the servants, do whatever he tells you. And this is funny because what happens is, is even though Jesus told his mom, this is not my problem, my time hasn't come yet, that did not stop her faith in her son. That didn't stop the faith that she had, that she knew that her son was going to go ahead and perform a miracle. She knew that he was going to do something because that's his character. His character comes from God. So what does this say about us, right? 
Our character as Christians comes from God. The word Christian has the word Christ in it. And the reason for that is because we are examples of who Jesus Christ is. When you say, okay, God, I'm giving you my life and I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, you now become a replica of who Jesus Christ is. So you want to make sure that the character that Jesus has is the same one that you have. And regardless of what unexpected things might happen in your life, unexpected things might happen this year in 2020, you should not give up your faith in who Jesus Christ is because God's hand is always going to be on your life. And you have to have the belief. You have to have the faith to know that he's going to turn things around. He's going to perform what you've been asking for. He's going to come in your favor. He's going to help you go through that battle. You cannot let go of your faith in Jesus Christ, even though it may seem like, He's not listening to you. Even though it may seem like nothing's happening, he's always working on your behalf. He's always working in the background. He always has a plan and a purpose, all right? So verse number five, we see his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. So verse six says, standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the masters of ceremony, to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. Verse nine, when the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. So here we see the miracle being performed. And then I want to go ahead and read verse 11. Verse 11 says, This miraculous sign at Cana and Galilee was the first time that Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him him so jesus is there having a good time he's at this party something comes up unexpectedly and he performs this miracle he says listen these eight jars i want you to go ahead and fill it with water and the water transformed into flavorful tasty wine and as we said in jewish customs it even says it here it says normally when you have a jewish holiday or a jewish celebration or anything that you have a lot of people over at your house they usually have the best wine first right so at the very beginning when people are there they're just getting to the party you want to have the best products first and then later on, after they've had a lot of drink, after they've had maybe, you know, like two or three glasses, whatever the case may be, then they go ahead and they give the less expensive. But it says here, but you have kept the best till now. So that means that he's actually giving a compliment. He's actually saying, wow, I can't believe you gave me the best wine now in this moment. Now, while all the festivities had gone while the people already got married and these people are dancing and having a good time this was the first miracle that jesus did turning water into wine and what does this say about jesus when it comes to partying it says jesus was able to conduct himself in a way that revealed his glory 
Jesus was able to show the power of God, even being in a celebration, even not putting the spotlight on himself. The spotlight was supposed to be for the bride and the groom. And yes, they got married and they had a good time and they were celebrated. But also the spotlight was put on Jesus because Jesus saved the night. Jesus was able to take a problem and turn it around and make it even better. That party was so much better after they went ahead and they opened up up those eight jars of wine that's what it was it was water to the disciples and they had no idea what was going on they probably thought oh my god jesus you're gonna give these people water after they've just had some wine you're gonna go ahead and give them some bland water and they had no idea that jesus was about to turn it all around he was about to turn it up all right so it's important for us to know that even though Jesus was able to perform this miracle. He was still having a celebration with family and friends. He was still able to be true to who he was, to his character. He was still able to show his glory. So what I have to say right now is even though I'm telling you it's great to celebrate, it's great to party, it's great to have a good time, it would be irresponsible of me to tell you that there is always going to be a warning. There's always going to be a fine line not to cross. All right. The enemy is always trying to find a way to get you out of your character. He's always going to find a way for you to turn, not in a good way, but on the way of sin. So my warning is don't be reckless when you party. I'm going to say it again. My warning when you're partying do not be reckless when partying. What do I mean by this? Let me go to the Bible again. First Peter chapter four, verse three to six. And it's going to go ahead and explain it. OK, it says you have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy their immorality, their lust, their feasting, their drunkenness, their wild parties and their terrible worship of idols. Of course, your former friends are surprised when you are no longer plunging into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you. But remember that they will have to face God who stands ready to judge everyone, but the both the living and the dead. This is why the good news was preached to those who are now dead. So although they may be destined to die like all people, they now live forever with God in the spirit. What is this saying? Don't cross the line from partying and having the character of Christ to being full of drunkenness, acting in lust, saying the wrong things, disrespecting people, acting a fool and worshiping other idols. Don't fall for it. I mean, I'm telling you, your salvation is not worth you crossing a fine line when you're at a party. If you're at a party and you're having a good time, whether it is a Thanksgiving, a Christmas party, a New Year's party, a Friendsgiving, a family's uh, birthday, whatever party it is, okay? You can be there to celebrate those people, but you can also be there and still have the character of God. You can eat, you can drink, you can have a good time. But the moment that you take it too far and you become reckless and you forget who you came from, where, what kind of value you have on your life, and the point, the moment that you go ahead and you just, you do something you've never done before, you drink too much and you act a fool, or you 
you just start partying too much because you're trying to fit in or you start saying things and you start surprising people around you at the same party they'll be like wow i've never seen this person like that the moment that you do that you fall into the trap of sin and that's exactly what this verse is saying everybody's going to be judged by god and god knows that you know the character of who he is. You've worked so hard to work on your relationship with him. You have prayed. You have studied the Bible. You continuously try to keep your faith strong. But the enemy is always going to try to tempt you. So even though you can party, you can celebrate, you can have fun, the warning is don't be reckless. Don't fall into that trap of just doing those things that we talked about. You know, like, again, Christians and non-Christians are going to judge you regardless of where you go, okay? Christians and non-Christians are going to judge you. God is going to judge you. But it's important that you really value who you are. And it's important that while you're at these parties that you are still representing Jesus Christ, that you are still showing people that your relationship with God is valued, that you can still be a good person, you can still party, you can still celebrate, you can still eat, you can still do karaoke, but definitely it's a heat of warning. The wrong way to party is to just go overboard. Don't get drunk and make dumb decisions. Don't, you know, start cursing because you're trying to be popular. Don't, you know, wear things that may entice another person. Don't, you know, don't do these evil things that, you know, if God was there with you at the party, if he was a person like at this wedding, if Jesus was there to be like, OK, I don't know what you're doing right now, but um, maybe now is the time to go. Or why don't you tone it down? You know, why don't you stop drinking that much? Why don't you, you know, not say that negative thing? The Holy Spirit really is the person that's going to help you to navigate your way through a party but definitely, you know, even in this season, don't get lost. Don't get lost in that situation just because other people may be doing certain things. You can party and still represent who Jesus Christ is. All right. So that's basically what I wanted to say. That's it. That's I really wanted to encourage you guys to really understand that Jesus was somebody who had a good time jesus was somebody who loved to be with his disciples have a nice meal jesus was somebody who liked to go to weddings jesus was somebody who liked to party and that's the whole point of partying is celebrating events and having a good time and being with people that's what it's all about but jesus stayed in his character jesus never made a fool out of himself jesus was there he even performed a miracle when something unexpectedly happens i mean if something unexpectedly happened at a party do you have the courage to do what jesus would do or would you be willing to just stand in the background and not do anything at all that's a whole nother topic. But like I said, it's okay to party for the holidays, all right? As long as you're partying like Jesus. So this episode's challenge is going to be be wise in the way you party this year, all right? Learn how to party like Jesus as you celebrate the holidays. And go back to that verse if you have to. The first miracle that Jesus did, that's in John 2. And then also this warning of how we shouldn't be reckless while we're partying. That's going to be in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 3 to 6. 
I think that's a really good way. It's the best way I can think about, you know, how to encourage you guys during these holidays. But, you know, also to remind yourselves that we are still Christians and, and our relationship with God still matters. In the next episode, we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk a little bit more about the holidays, but we're going to refer to it more about how Jesus Christ is the hope for our Christmas and not just for our Christmas, but the hope for the world, the hope for all. So stick with me and stay tuned for that episode coming up. And thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.